Good evening, Marvels and Marvelettes. It's the Bird Hulk in the Big Bayou, and we're back to talk about all things Marvel, from the big screen to the small print. For the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive, it's season one, episode six of the Marvel Tribe. Oh, yeah. Oh, I keep... <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Keep... You're, like, you're like, man, he's ripping it. There it is. That's the music they love. That we can't afford. Oh. So, episode six already of the Marvel Tribe. Yes. We're here. Yeah, so, so, so awesome. First of all, we want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the support for the last five episodes. It's been really cool. We have a lot to talk about and a short amount of time to do so. But we got a a new trailer dropping for Black Widow, Mm -hmm. setting up more and more excitement. We're going to talk about some some things that may or may not be. We have a nice little foul movie to talk about in the not-so-MCU. And if we get down to it, we might do a battle. Not like a rap battle, but maybe just a battle between a couple of characters. Hey, you never know. It could be a rap battle. Yeah, we could. We can go for a rap I'm feeling a little froggy right now. I mean, my arms are heavy. Knees weak. Arms are sweating. (laughs) So, so, uh, first of all, how are you doing today, David? Oh, I'm I'm terrific. It's 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 nice. It's so sunny out. I'm I officially I feel like winter is pretty much over, and I saw no snow. So I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased as punch. (laughs) Yes. Yes, the no white winter for David. Yes, that's good. absolutely. I get it. I feel it. Don't even, it. It hasn't been snowing, so that's that's really good. Yeah, take that Game of Thrones. Take it. Winter is not coming. There's no winter. Winter is not coming. So, uh, I mean, and just like that, he's going to be in the Eternals. But, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the Eternals. No, not yet. First off, thank you guys for tuning in, and we also want to give it up for tomorrow night. You can tune in to see us do the Decast. Yep. And this should be up and this episode should be up and running by tomorrow. And then, of course, you've got the the uh, insiders, which they just released a new episode. Yep. Yep. Between uh, who was it? Andy and Skyler. Skyler. And of course, the extra magic. So that that episode will be coming out as well. And then we have a new new a fifth new on the docket. Yes, we have the the um, all female led. What did we go with? The what was the name that we decided on? It was the Rogue. No, Knights of no the Knights of the Rogue Republic. Republic. Yes, Knights yes. of the Rogue Republic. Super, super excited. Uh, all about Star that. Wars, all the time. And that'll yep. be uh, Brooke, Megan, and Amber. Amber. So, oh yeah. So that's going to be a really, really awesome. Tune into that because those girls have a love for Star Wars that. You know, rivals many in the galaxy. It's a fan, fantastic show. Man, I thought I thought I knew uh, a thing or two about Star Wars, but man, these women are are on. They're amazing. seriously. I find myself like sitting there, like a little third grader, listening like, to a listen. book report. I'm like, yeah. this is this Amber is gets going cool. on like things, oh, and like yeah. her eyes get all gleaming. <laughs> and I'm like, my girl's going off like, on some Star Wars. Yeah, I, I don't know if I should be taking notes or yeah. just what. Teach yeah. me. Yes. So, so uh, first of all, on the docket, uh, we yep. had a little bit of how do rumors get started? Start about that, Janice, people, and rumors, everybody. Rumors. Rumor number one, Eva Green. Yes. Oh, it, man. Possibly cast in Doctor Strange 2. Yes. The so, French actress. So, denials and everything and, and kind of half-sly remarks or whatever, but I, she she is a perfect fit. I can see, I, I, yeah. If I was Kevin, I would have gone after her from the oh, yeah. get-go. I'd um, toss a contract right at her. Yeah, in fact, in, I, in before this was show was even a thought process, I really thought that they were going to actually ask her to play Hella. And But I'm glad they went with who they went with and stuff, because I think it just turned out great, especially how Hella ended up in, in yeah. Thor Ragnarok. But I, yeah. She's, she's hella good. She's she's <laughs> she's. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, so Eva Green, I mean, she, she's an amazing actress. She just has that kind of look. Like, she, this this is her genre. This is her, her, like, you know, kind of dark and spooky. But, you know, she's, I mean, she's a great, yeah. great now, actress and stuff. So We had a couple of different roles. I, yes. I was thinking she would be great as Clea. Mm-hmm. That, that is Doctor Strange's kind of prodigy, if you will. Uh, on again, off again, 
she's a, a sorceress, kind of like strange. She's not the master of the mystic arts, but she's definitely an apprentice of his who has her own merits. And you had something different in mind for oh, her. Oh, yeah. I'm, I say go big or go home. I think because Doctor Strange is going to be kind of a... Uh, Marvel's first foray into like uh, the horror genre, you know, with the mysticism and dark arts and everything. I say go, go with uh, Nightmare. Now I know Nightmare, you know, for all you Marvel fans and know Nightmare is a is a male role in the comic books and stuff. But I say who cares? I think she would be perfect for Nightmare. She's a great supervillain, great foe. Um, Nightmare is kind of like a, a Freddy Krueger's Freddy yeah, Krueger yeah. type of. I mean. Yeah, can't hurt you when you're awake, but if you're you're asleep, man, nightmare. That's the realm. Nightmare got you. You're in you're in nightmare's realm and stuff. So I think she would be great, you know, um, as as that character. I would love to see her. Actually, that would be really cool. Uh, and and since she's an entity, I yes, mean, it could be male or female. Yep, yep. So not to mention her voice would just be like haunting to hear. <laughs> and your nightmares, you know, hello, sir. You know, because she is a, she's a French actress. So yep. we oui, we. Oui. You're going to die strange. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah I would good. Yeah, love to see see that happen. So, so that's my pick. I, I think if if the rumors are true and they have courted her and she... Yeah, she is denying accepted, it. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, I say, play, no, unleash her. Let, her. let her play Nightmare. Another rumor, which I, I guess... This is confirmed. It's, it's a confirmed rumor Somebody now, got in trouble for this. <laughs> but we don't know what role he's playing, so we're yes. going to focus more on that. But uh, Mr. Christian Bale Mm -hmm. is going to be the villain in the new Thor movie. Yes. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Suck it, fool! We'll come after you! Yes. So. I'm Batman. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. No, 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 Batman. I'm not Batman. Are you Batman? Oi. So, Christian Bale, one of the, considering his stature, one of the most intense on-screen actors Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of the last 20 years or so. He is in talks to be, well, he's going to be the villain. Yeah. We don't know what he's playing. Nope. Nope. It got it got leaked at the uh, Westworld uh, presser uh, by Tessa, who played Tessa Thomas, who plays uh, Valkyrie in Thor. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I hear she might be, she got a little, little bit of trouble um, leaking that out there. But, you know, she, she was excited. She, she got, I mean, uh, if you haven't seen Westworld, amazing show, and she's kicking butt in Marvel. I mean, she's she's now the new king of Asgard and stuff. So yeah, she's 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 on the high right now. So think of how excited you know uh, Spider Man must be knowing that he wasn't the one who <laughs> who spilled the beans this time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do it this time, Mister Stark. <laughs> so, but yeah. So Christian Bale, yep. villain, Thor movie. This cast is starting to round up to be very impressive. It, it also looks like that that the Guardians will be in Thor as well. So on top of the Thor movie, we're going to have, you know, back-to-back movies with Guardians of the Galaxy featuring Thor. So that means that Christian Bale could play uh, any number of cosmic uh, threats. Fun. It, it just kind of opens up so much. Uh, I, I can't even think off the top of my head how many people he could encompass, but but he'd make a... I mean, he'd make a great supreme intelligence. Mm-hmm. He he'd make a good a- anything. I I mean, it's Christian Bale. Yep, great actor, uh, multiple Academy Award nominee, I believe. Yep. So, really good. That's super super excited for the future of the movie. As if we weren't excited enough with with uh, Tika at the helm and seeing the Guardians again. Mm-hmm. So, getting double our Guardians in in back to back years because mm-hmm. I think they're I think they're scheduled a year apart from each other from Guardian. Thor and then Guardians. Absolutely. So that's super cool. Now, third rumor is what's going to be happening with the Loki series. <laughs> now, because of everything that's being tossed around with Loki and the obvious problems we've seen from stock photos that he's had with the Time Council. Yeah. The Squadron Supreme is being thrown out. The Squadron Supreme, for those <laughs> of you who don't know, it's essentially, uh, first of all, it's, one of the best uh, limited series that Marvel ever put out. It's it's a 12-issue limited series, mm-hmm. and Mark Grunwald was responsible for bringing it into the fold, and they he's, he's since passed. 
And they actually took some of his ashes and for a limited run, you can buy the trade paperback that has something with his ashes in it. So it's actually a piece of him with every book that you buy. They didn't do a lot of them, but there's a limited run with it. Mm -hmm. And he really poured his heart and soul into this. It is almost (laughs) person for person, the Marvel's version of the Justice League. The Justice League, yeah. Uh, For good and for bad. Now there's, they've been around a a while. They've been around since the the late 70s. Yeah, 1971 is when they first came out. So I guess early 70s. But they've got Hyperion, who's an alien who gets trapped on earth and he has super strength and flight and yep. he's got cold breath and he can shoot beams from his eyes does that that sound familiar i mean yeah he 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 raised by his orphan yep. family yeah. he goes to work at a newspaper uh, as yeah. a comic book artist i mean and and we have a billionaire's parents <laughs> were murdered yeah and he wears a suit kind of like the a bat and the knight <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's like one of the most powerful beings there is. I Billionaire mean. philanthropist by day and uh, yeah. crime fighter by night. We have a, a fast runner. We have a a, oh, yeah. a pilot who finds a, a, a crashed scroll who gives him a gem yeah. that allows him to have powers. We have a, a power princess. An all-female kind of island. Amazonian. Is anyone getting mad this here? Which is, <laughs> so, but they've they've managed to spin them off a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've created their own little uh, world, the Squadron Supreme did, where they were starting to, at least in the in the miniseries, mm-hmm. now they've kind of crossed genres and you actually have Hyperion in the, the current Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. um, but Power Princess as well. But basically what happens is that it's, it's a story about an alternate universe of, of heroes mm-hmm. who decide that instead of just fighting crime, that they begin to brainwash from this machine that they have all the villains that they capture. So they turn them, their own brains against them and they force them to become good, kind of trying to create a, a utopia. And then what happens is there's a section of them that, that disagree with the, the choices and it causes kind of a split in the division, which leads to the downfall of the league. In any event, great, fantastic trade paperback. Yep. But with the timelines and everything, plus the... I mean, with Loki, with with six 45-minute episodes, oh, yeah. they could literally introduce three or four new heroes mm-hmm. with something like that. I mean, we have no idea where they're going to be going. Oh, absolutely. Loki. I mean, And since Loki's that, considered an Elseworld. Yeah. And I think the fact that we saw Loki was, you know, got, looks like he was, he was tracked down. And it does. And he was thrown in time prison, basically. I think he was jumping some timelines and messing with some things. And we could see the Squadron Supreme. That's not a part of, you know, the, the current Marvel timeline and stuff. And so we, and it may be even for an episode or for, you know, I mean, who, who knows how this is, or if, or if it's just a rumor. Uh, yeah. And we want this to could be nothing but us just being geeks and talking about it. Yep. Yep. Uh, they really, they've been very good about not releasing much about mm-hmm. what the Loki series is going to be about. But I'm, I'm liking, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So this week, it seems like just the rumor mill. I mean, with, 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 on Batman, yeah. Christian Bell, and the Squadron Supreme rumors of, you know, which is the Marvel's, you know, version of the DC Justice League and stuff. Um, I'm like, maybe Marvel's like, you know what, we're about to get savage with this and stuff. And, and yeah. But, but, but what a power play that would be. <laughs> if they said, it would be interesting. We can do your Justice League better, <laughs> better than, than you, you did on our yeah. Disney Plus channel. Absolutely. We're not going to worry about bringing it into the, to the movie. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I would say this, and I'm not just, I am saying this as a Marvel fanboy. It's the reason why I'm a Marvel fanboy versus uh, DC. I've read both comics and stuff. And so I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying anything bad about these. DC makes amazing comic books and stuff. It's just Marvel interjects a little bit of, 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 uh, realism feelings. Like characters are flawed and, you know, you don't get the perfect. You know, like you do with Clark Kent. I, I call it the Clark Kent syndrome and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like even even the characters who have you know like real tragic stories, it's like the pendulum swings way. Like you know, parents died and shot and murdered. I became the most richest person on the planet and stuff, and now I get to play with my toys and and be a detective and not have to yeah, not have to answer to justice or anything. So, so we got a new trailer. Yes, the final 
Oh, Black Widow trailer. I'm so excited about this. If you're not excited about this movie, <laughs> then I don't I don't understand like why 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 are you listening to this podcast? I appreciate it. But if yes. you don't understand, e- even even though you know already what's gonna happen to Natasha, yep. e- each trailer that they've released, they've been just clever enough to just give you a little bit more to whet your appetite. And this final trailer. We get a lot more Taskmaster. Yes. Which will be the character that I'll dissect uh, uh, in the next segment. Heck yes. But we get to see more of his displays of power. We get to see more of the fight that he seems to be having with Red Guardian. We get more into the, the backstory. We get to see Natasha unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to find out more about the, the Red Room and, and, and what's happening with that. We get, we get so much in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Tell me how you feel about this trailer. So I'm, I'm excited. I, I think they showed just enough of Taskmaster. For those who don't know who he is and stuff, just to make people, I mean, I, I, I had, I talked with some people who don't know anything about the history, about the background, the origin stories and stuff. And they're like, wait, is he, is he Black Panther? I'm like, no, 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 no he's no, not. No, no, no. And you see him with the bow and you see him see with his Captain America shit. I mean, you see. Yeah, he is none of those. He he is even. I mean, part of his superpower uh, superpower is what Chris will get into and stuff. Absolutely. But I oh man, I, I'm just I'm just excited. It's it's kind of at first I I, I was a little hesitant. I was like you know I, I think Marvel was, was a little late to the game to introduce and kind of an origin of Black Widow after all the events that happened. Now I'm like yeah this this actually works and. I'm, as I was looking at some of the, you know, some of the footage and stuff, I'm like, this is actually perfect because they're going to set up some characters oh, that yeah. we're going to see in phase some, four. Something's happening. Yes. Absolutely. And, oh, man, I can't wait. Like, you guys, this is one of those don't don't sleep on the trailer because yeah. there there's a misdirect yeah. that unless you're really paying attention to, you're it's not going to go down the way the, the story yeah. is being laid out in the trailer. So yeah, I know some of us think that Natasha might be coming back. <laughs> I don't. Nope, I don't either. But I do think that by the end of this movie, mm-hmm. we will have a, a, a series four Avenger mm-hmm. of some sort or some sort of plot line slash villain mm-hmm. slash something that's going to push further. I firmly believe that Feige's already thought out the next 10 years. Absolutely. Through the movies. I think he has a clear idea. He's definitely going cosmic. He's, you know, he's definitely with, with, the, yeah. with the release of the Eternals. And then he's yeah. also getting to some horror. He's getting grounded with some martial arts since we do have mm-hmm. Shang-Chi coming up. Uh, which, by the way, last week, beautiful little biography on uh, backstory to Shang-Chi that, that my man Blair Hawk did. So check that one out. But so, so many things are going to... All those dominoes, you know, he's just kind of putting them in play again. And oh, yeah. like, hey, you know, you guys didn't care about Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, here's some other people you don't really know that much about. Unless, of course, you listen to the guy. I have a trap. But. And, and no one no one here, man, we didn't say the Kree or anything. So I, get, no. that, get that out of your head. I, no. I don't know who put implanted that in your head with Black Widow movie or anything. No one's saying the Kree. No, no. Kree. Kree. No, 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 saying no one's talking about the no, Kree. No one's talking about the Kree. No, no, like no, I'm nothing. No, 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 nothing to do with that Kree. No, um, nothing. Okay. <clears throat> So, so that, that I'm very excited about that. That that movie's going to drop. I think it's going to be awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited, of course, just to see uh, Natasha again because the Black Widow is a character that kind of gets slept on. Yep, but she's definitely worthy of her own movie. Oh, absolutely. So now we're going to get into a little bit of character bios, a little bit of backtrack. Oh, you know what? First, I, I feel like we've 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 skimmed past something, something very important. We, we want to definitely give a shout out to our sponsor. Oh, <laughs> so yes. we got you know Please, we're yes. so busy being money, we forgot to thank Bob Money. We gotta keep so, our lights on. Yeah, we do. We gotta keep the lights on. Now that we're in the new Studio de Papa Grande, awesome uh, studio. We haven't really talked about what we're gonna call it yet. I came up with the D Cave as a possibility. Uh, you know, There's something about that wall. Right? Something, so, something here. Right? Like, I mean, we'll, we'll come up with something clever, but. The D cave where we film the D cast. It's roomy. It's it's amazing here. We have a nice little round table here, like we're the Knights of Excalibur. Absolutely. So, uh, but right now we're gonna have a little word from our sponsor. All right. Man, I I tell you, I love our sponsors. Yeah, Spotify, man. Definitely get you some of the that. You gotta get some of that. (laughs) Get you some Spotify. Yes. So, uh, 
think you go first this time, David? Yeah, yeah. I'm so, up. so what retro character are we going to dissect today from you? So we're going to go with Namor. Oh, the yes. Seth Mariner. So for those of you who don't know Namor, Namor, he is, well, he was the prince of Atlantis. He's actually currently the king of Atlantis. And if you don't know where Atlantis is, just it's it's the biggest kingdom on the planet since it is underwater and the water is three-fourths of what the earth is. So he, he is the biggest ruler on earth that we have not heard of yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, so let me talk a little about Namor because he is, he is actually one of the oldest original characters that Marvel came out back when, you know, they were not actual Marvel comics and stuff. And he was one of the first mutants. He and I mean, he was declared one of the first first mutants and stuff. Um, so Namor, who is at the time is um, going to talk into his princehood here. Um, you know, there's a, there's a king, his uh, grandfather, uh, Thancor, who, uh, you know, back he was, you know, ruled the kingdom of Atlantis and man had no clue. Uh, about this uh, underwater uh, jewel of a, of a kingdom there. In fact, uh, how they kind of, the surface dwellers, as you would, you know, you're going to hear them called throughout this little bio here, are known as uh, encountered them when they were searching for that Wakandan gold, which is known as vibranium. So they, you know, so back in the day, the government sent a crew on expedition to go find some of this nice vibranium here. And this ship got sort of, it just kind of got lost. And it wasn't until like the 50s was when a, another ex, a search and retrieval, they have a, they had kind of a hint where the ship was. So they sent out a group to go recover it. And that group found the ship in case of nice. And so they're like, oh, we got to get that sweet vibranium off of the ship. So how do you quickly dis, you know, dispatch this ice? You use bombs, of course. Lots of big, big, big bombs. And when you use bombs in the ocean, it tends to cause a rumble down under, which ended up actually um, killing some of the Atlanteans below. And so <laughs> with that said, uh, the king at the time, you know, Thancor was... Uh, was like he he wanted to find out what the heck was going on yeah. uh you know the, his his kingdoms under threat and stuff and then his uh great princess daughter decided to beat her beat her dad to the punch and she actually uh which is her i think her name was princess finn i didn't confirm that but i'm pretty confident if i know my comic history is princess finn and she actually went up to the surface and she you know she kind of found uh found the humans the surface dwellers and she was captured but then later the 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 captain of that ship um just kind of fell in love with her and they actually started a romance uh, she was uh secretly um kind of getting taps on the human beings she learned their language she was kind of finding out their motivations and everything else and she herself fell in love with the captain they ended up having the baby the king at the time thought his daughter was kidnapped by the humans, the surface dwellers, and sent a army to go and rescue her. And during that rescue, which she she didn't she was unaware of, um, ended up killing her her husband and several other surface dwellers. And as she was uh, brought back down to Atlantean, uh, the city of Atlantis, sorry, uh, she was a uh, she was with child, and so this child which is Prince Namor, who is now, he's half, he's half Atlantean and he's half human. And he's actually was endowed with a, actually a, 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 just, just that combination made him a little bit more advanced than most of the, your, you know, your common Atlanteans and stuff. And so anyway, over time, I want to kind of get into um, <laughs> Namor because, uh, as he kind of grew up throughout the years and stuff, um, you know, he his his powers was uncanny and stuff. I mean, he had Namor. He's kind of like this uh, chiseled looking, and he's human looking. You know, the, the Atlanteans are kind of a blue, aqua blue, greenish people and stuff. 
he has all of the trappings of a human surface dweller, uh, with the exception that he's extremely fit and he has uh, these really cool wings on his ankles that helps him fly like supersonic type speeds and stuff. Like he can fly faster than a fighter jet uh, that's chasing him down. Uh, he has super strength. Uh, in the comics, he's been known to uh, carry tons of weight while he's flying in the air. So the amount of strength you need to just to do that. Um, he has, I'm going to go over a list of all of Namor's powers and stuff here. Um, he has a, a telepathic link with all, all the ocean life. So he can uh, use that telepathic link to uh, build his armies and, and commune with the creatures. And, and it doesn't matter what, how you know, big the creatures are, like the Kraken he has at his mercy or how little, you know, like, like Nemo. Uh, I don't know if he actually communicated with Nemo. I mean, uh, but it would have been a shorter movie. <laughs> it would, it would have been. Nemo, go home. He's over there. Yeah, go home. There he is. Yeah, but um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, so he can he can communicate with all of the life in the ocean. Um, he's a great strategist. He studied mar- uh, all the martial arts and stuff. Even they, Atlant- believe it or not, Atlanteans have their own style of martial arts too, which he was able to master. Um, he, and he's kind of, so here, here's the thing. Um, people always say, you know, like Deadpool is like kind of this, uh, this anti-hero. I would, I think that title was, was first owned by, by Namor. Um, he does things, um, out of his own self-interest. The Atlanteans are kind of an isolationist, a group kind of how Wakanda was. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're really, um, they're really sure of themselves. They 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 believe in their technology and everything else, and and the surface dwellers are are sub to them. It's not the other way around. Right. So um, with that, there's no real need to interact with them or do anything um, to benefit the whole world because it, to an Atlantean, Atlantis is the whole world. Now, with that said, Namor is quick tempered. And he has been known to, uh, even when he's done team-ups, you know, he's teamed up with the Avengers, uh, the Illuminati, uh, individual characters, um, and, you know, Incredible Hulk. And he's he's been known to rage quit. Mm-hmm. He gets mad and takes his ball and goes home. Like, literally, you can, in fact, some of these team-ups are, you know, especially the team-ups when you got with Cap and the Avengers, it was done out of... Um, his own personal interest. It wasn't done for a noble, noble cause. Like we must defend the earth or we must say, it's like, yeah, how, how is this going to affect my, my people or me or how it's going to benefit my people and me? And just kind of how, like when uh, black Panther joined the Avengers in the comic book, it was just kind of the same as for to spy on, you know, basically who could be potentially his enemies and stuff. So, you know, and the best way to, know how to defeat your enemies is to kind of join them. So Namor, he he kind of took the exact same route. This is kind of why uh, Wakanda and Atlantis has this kind of great rivalry oh, yeah. and stuff. And speaking of that, I mean, I think, you know, we got to see some Easter eggs, you know, about, about Namor. Most people may have forgotten because, you know, the first one was in Iron Man 2, which came out years and years ago. And, uh, it was during a scene, um, if you ever get the opportunity to go rewatch it, a scene where Nick Fury is uh, sitting down with Tony Stark, and in the back is a map of all the people Nick Fury is tracking, where their locations is, there's these little dolls, you know, that, you know, that's tracking them, and, you know, you see a dial for Wakanda, and you see a dial that's in the middle of the ocean, and that's all you see. And they continue on their conversation. And then the latest Easter egg uh, to Namor, and at least to Namor existing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is, I believe, because this hasn't been really confirmed, confirmed, was in uh, Avengers Endgame. And it was when, which, I mean, for me, it, it, it makes no sense. It adds no uh, plot points or anything. Uh, it doesn't give anything to in game for this for the scene to take place so it was like why would you put that in especially if you're short for times but so i think this was a purposely put in um uh, easter egg where uh during a meeting that black widow called uh, koye talked about how um there was a earthquake underwater 
a big earthquake uh, that was kind of, you know, I mean, we have our first all time, but this was no, noteworthy to be brought up <clears throat> at this little meeting. And so Natasha asked her, so what, what should we do about it? And she's like, yeah, nothing. It's there. an earthquake <laughs> in the <laughs> ocean. The best thing, she, and she said, and in fact, she actually said the best thing to do is to do nothing. Right. That that itself, I think, is is a huge sign of like, yeah, we don't want to mess with what where this came yeah, from. Yeah, her non response <laughs> speaks yes. everything. Yeah, yeah, she's not. I mean, she, she's. I mean, normally she. I mean, she. she for those who don't know, Koye, she's an amazing warrior. Like they in the in the in the MCU, they give her amazing credit. Like the door leader of the door Milaj. But if you read the comic books, you know how bad a you know badass the door Milaj is and stuff. Yeah. And so for them to be unafraid to investigate something is not in their thing. So for her to purposely say the best thing for us to do is to do nothing, I think it, it it's. It's it's an Easter egg. It, ha- it has to be. Otherwise, why why add that scene? I agree. Just just cut it. So yeah. So I, you know, I'm on to you, Kevin. I know. I know. What you, <laughs> I know what you guys are doing. So yeah. So so you know that's that's so that's Namor. Uh, he you know he he is the king of Atlantis. Um, he's he's half human, half Atlantean. Atlantean. He's he is technically the first mutant. It, his introduction could be how mutants going to get introduced into this world. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm still excited to kind of figure out how, how they're going to, how they're going to do that. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he has some great team ups. He has some great battles. You know, um, he played, uh, he plays a, he played a villain. He plays anti-hero. He played a hero with his own self-interest and he has, he's a hothead. He has a, he's as a temper, you know, you, you're not going to, convince them to do anything for the greater good. So you have to kind of do what Cap does, and Cap recognizes he has to kind of manipulate him to make sure it's his own interest in order to get him to do something good. So, so yeah, so that's Namor. Uh, read, you know, read some of uh, some of the comic books when you get the opportunity to go into a brick-and-mortar store and check out, you know, check out some of the, check out some of the stuff that has Namor featured in it and stuff. Um, I did have written down, I can't think of the comic book, that uh, I want to recommend that he is in, but I'm just going to say, hey, go and, and browse and, and you know, ask, ask your local comic book people like, hey, I'm interested in checking out some stuff and see how, you know, badass Namor the Submariner is and stuff. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Chris because he has someone who's actually a retro hero, uh, retro hero. He's a retro character, but he's also current and we may be seeing him sooner than we think. <clears throat> hundred uh, percent. Namor. Good. Oh, gosh, I love Namor. He's, he's, awesome. he's so arrogant. He he's is so arrogant. Good. He is he, super arrogant. He used to pop up a lot in Fantastic Four as yes. well. Yeah. Oh, yes. He has a big crush. Oh, on yes. I'm sorry. Storm. Yeah. Even though Sue Storm is married and tells him all the time. All he, the time. He, he's so arrogant. He doesn't care. He's like, I, I don't I don't hear. I don't hear what you're saying. You're, you're going to be mine. I'm the kid. You're, you're, you're married to a, 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 a surface dweller. Yeah. That doesn't make any a sense. A dork who's a rubber band. He called him a rubber band once. He's like, I mean, he's what's what's the what's the character from Beauty and the Beast? Uh, Gaston. Gaston. Yeah, he, he is definitely the I know. super Gaston of, of things. So. It's totally, he's totally yeah. Gaston. He is, he is, he is actually. <laughs> I use Antos in all of my decorating. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about uh, the Taskmaster. Ooh, ooh. So Taskmaster will be appearing, uh, he'll probably be the main villain in the new Black Widow movie, it's, it seems. So he was Brooklyn-born Mr. Tony Masters. Uh, Tony, Tony was born with this, uh, incredible ability to mimic anything that he could see. It's a power that manifested itself at an early age. Uh, he watched a cowboy movie and he watched somebody doing rope tricks, grabbed a piece of rope and was able to mimic it entirely. And as he grew older, he started to notice other things. Uh, and it was his power was so extreme that just by watching an NFL game, he turned himself into a high school hero on the football field. He could mimic. There, there seemed to be no end to what he could do. His only limitations were his actual physical strength. So while he couldn't lift a car and throw it like Thor could, he could watch the way Thor fought with Molnir and then pick up a hammer and mimic that style. So he 
sees a robbery happen and he sees Spider-Man fall the robbery and then immediately begins to mimic Spider-Man's very, very, very unique fighting style. He cannot cling to walls. He cannot lift 10 tons and he has no webs. But in terms of being flexible and fighting from weird angles while leaping around, he's like, I can do this. I can do this for as long as, you know, I've got the breath to do so. So he begins to train his cardio and his body to where he can last and have the stamina to do everything he's watching. And he begins to absorb everything he can, every video he can get his hands on with Captain America uh, as the heroes begin to come into light. Captain America, uh, Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, you name it. And so he decides that being a hero... That's not for Tony. (laughs) Tony wants to be a villain. That's where the money is. So he becomes a mercenary. A very good mercenary. And as a mercenary, he's able to also take what he sees to the physical objects, i.e. watches Hawkeye shoot a bow, grabs a bow and arrow, can shoot like Hawkeye. Sees Captain America use a shield, gets himself a shield similar to what, you know, even a garbage can lid. And he can toss it with the angles that Cap can. Uh, his brain just takes everything that it's absorbing or that it's observing and it absorbs it. And he has what's called photographic reflexes. Mm-hmm. Anything he sees, he can mimic down to the finest detail outside of superpowers. That's what he cannot mimic. So he becomes a, a, this incredible henchman he calls himself the taskmaster and they begin to use him to train a whole bunch of henchmen he trains crossbones who in the comic books is is the red skull's henchman he's actually with red skull's daughter in the comic books sin but uh he gets killed he gets blown up in the mcu he's the one who who blows himself up that that scarlet witch pulls up to the building and in sokovia so but he, he began to train a whole bunch of villains. He even trains John Walker, who we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, mm-hmm. as the U.S. agent. When he becomes Captain America, they bring in Taskmaster to train him. Because outside of getting Cap himself, Taskmaster is the best person to teach you how to throw Cap's shield. And so he begins to teach heroes and villains alike, basically selling his services to the highest bidder. And along the way, he collects numerous amounts of fighting styles. And he's turned himself to the point where he not only knows your fighting style, but he's able to predict your movements. So he, doesn't, he not only knows what you're doing, but he knows why you do what you do and what your next steps are. So if you're someone who falls into a similar fighting pattern, he's already two steps ahead of you. Yep. He knows that you're going to follow up a shield throw with a kick in order to be in the position to get the shield back. And so his brain works two steps ahead of most heroes. So the, the only way to beat him is to either access a fighting style you haven't used before, which Wolverine did when he was powered down and beat him, and, or clear your mind of everything that you're normally taught to fight like. So you're just fluid, like, like water. That's how Shang-Chi beat him. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi was only able to beat him by by accessing just that liquid part of his brain that was purely defensive. Mm-hmm. And so doing so changed up his style. And no matter what Taskmaster was able to put out, Shang-Chi was able to counter and be able to get on the offensive. Now, we see three distinctive things in this trailer for Black Widow. We see him shoot a bow like Hawkeye. Yep. We see him use the shield defensively and offensively like Cap. Mm-hmm. And of course, we see him cross his arms and pull out some claws like Black Panther. Yes. For the fight against Red Guardian. So what you're going to get to see, I believe, is you're going to get to see somebody fight like all three of them in one. So imagine that you're going up to fight someone and mid mid battle, they pull a shield out and they're fighting defensively like cap, but aggressively with the shield. And then you get the shield away from them, and they cross their arms, and they pop claws out of their glove. And now you have to fight, you know. Black Panther. you got to fight T'Challa. Yes. Now you got to realize, now you got to fight someone who fights completely different. Yep. More animalistic, more, you know, like more, more athletic than even Cap. And, yep. and come from different angles. So you can see what a nightmare this guy would be in a matchup. He also carries a staff. 
that, that he uses on, on top of everything else. He has a sword that, that he's, he's gained from stuff. He pulls, he, he literally looks like a, like a, like a walking weapons rack. Yep. He's got a, a sword. He's got a bow and arrow. He's got a shield. And so it's like lasso, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. got all kinds yeah. of stuff. He's got a rope. He's, he's got everything. So right now in the MCU, uh, he's had this problem as, as he's kind of gotten older where the more new stuff that he's remembering, uh, he's losing parts of his memory. So it's to the point where his brain can't handle how many different styles it's adapted. So now when he decides, I guess his, he's so in touch with his power now that he can choose whether or not to adapt a style or a part of it because he knows that as he continues to take more and more styles on, he loses memory and parts of who he was as he was younger. So it's kind of like that Simpson joke where the more things I learn, the more things I forget. Like the time I took the wine tasting class, I forgot how to drive. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so, so that's, that's about, he's a, he's a powerhouse, but Chris exclusive. How I think this happens is we're going to see him. I think there's going to be not a sound defeat. I, I think, but I think he's, I think eventually they're going to be able to beat him back. But I think it's going to set up Taskmaster for Thunderbolts. Yes. That's, that's my feeling. Oh, I love that. I, I feel that, that they're going to leak him on to something else. It's going to be another project. But I feel like he's going to be step one in the Thunderbolts. And then based upon that, I feel like this, this could or could not happen. And if we get shut down, I'll find out that I was right. <laughs> and I feel, like, uh, I feel like Natasha's sister is going to be step two. I think we're going to have a new Black Widow. Possibly the all-white you know, uniform Black Widow. And I think Taskmaster and Black Widow are going to be part of Thunderbolts, which, depending on who they put into it, could be a super group to take on the Avengers or as a spinoff to certain things. Well, look, look at that. We got a message from Kevin Feige. He's saying, <laughs> he's saying shut, shut it down. <laughs> he's saying shut up. <laughs> so um, that's how I feel like he, he plans into the MCU. I know there was talk of him being in Deadpool, Back then, but the money just wasn't, you know, they didn't know how big, how, how well the Deadpool movie was going to yeah, be. Yeah. So, but I know that there was a point because him and Deadpool, they'll just go at each other. De- Deadpool's another one and it just comes out of nowhere with guns or swords and, and, and just kind of fights a lot like Wolverine is and like he just takes hits for oh, the man. sake of taking hits in order to get close enough to get to you. Yeah, we'll definitely do a Deadpool uh, origin in, in the beginning because there's a little bit more to Deadpool than what you see yeah. on the screen. Because he he actually loves to fight. Loves it. Lo- I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Taskmaster, I think they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna link him to the Red Room. I think that's how we're gonna uh, to see a lot from him, and I think that's what's gonna happen with Black Widow. But that in essence is Taskmaster. He he's he's never had like a solo comic. He always appears in things. But he's good enough to have taken on a team of Avengers by himself and walk away without being a clear loser, which for one person to take on seven Avengers and walk away, that gives you the idea of his power set. He's trained some of the, the baddest people in the MCU in terms of both villains and in who became heroes. And he's kind of just somebody who walks on the edge. He teeters. He doesn't really claim allegiance to anything. He just uses his skills for the highest paid person. You know, you want me to train someone? I'll train someone, but you're going to pay me because I know I know my worth. He knows his worth, and he's comfortable in his truth. And his truth is, he's a bad dude. He is. So that's Taskmaster, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll find out. We'll come back whenever Black Widow comes. We'll see how right I was or how wrong I was. So that's it. So that's it for the for the retro look back. Uh, awesome, Jeff. Man, I love Namor. Um, yeah. So, and now it's time for the not. So MCU. <laughs> I love this segment. One man, one desire. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you back to 1986. Oh. Everyone here is old enough to remember 1986. Sean had just started dating his wife. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I, I kid. <laughs> so uh, 1986, and uh, a little-known film a couple years before that called Return of the Jedi. It didn't do much at the box office. I, I kid. George Lucas <laughs> notices a scene between an Ewok and Princess Leia. You know, whatever. So 
he says to himself, there's something there that I can build upon with a cute little animal and a female lead. And I'm going to take a, a product from, from Marvel. <laughs> and so he decides that he's going to back a movie called Howard the Duck. Oh, yes. So the Howard the Duck script gets green-lighted and it begins to be written. And the amount of stars from the 80s that is attached to it is astronomical. Yeah. I'm talking Bruce Willis, the mm. Baldwins, uh, Demi Moore, uh, you name it. People were lining up to audition to be a part of this next George Lucas hit yep. about this sci-fi mallard and his adventures on Earth. Because, hey, why not? It ends up settling with uh, Leah Thompson, who was the mom, of course, from the Back to the Future series. She had her own thing going on. Yep. Uh, Tim Robbins, a future Academy Award winner. Yep, Mr. Yep. Shawshank Redemption himself. And uh, Jeffrey Jones. Oh, Jeffrey. So you know Jeffrey Jones. He was the principal from Ferris Bueller's Rooney. Day Rooney. Rooney. So, <laughs> that's right. Principal Rooney. So those are the three that get end up tied down with, with Leah taking the female lead. Uh, Tim Robbins being uh, the kind of the the bumbling side, and Jeffrey Jones is cast as the as a scientist who later becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. So, I'll give you a couple of famous taglines, like a famous tagline from the poster. You have the poster of an egg. You have the words Howard the Duck, and the famous tagline is, "You will believe that a duck can talk." Wow! So, oh, the script goes forward. Budget is set at $37 million. That is $37 million, $1986. The movie goes through script rewrites. Uh, They end up doing about seven different people to play the duck. They finally settle on a voice actor to do his voice. It's very New York, kind of. And uh, they wanted to put a child in the duck costume but eventually decided against it. Mm-hmm. I think more for child labor laws than anything. <laughs> so they get a bunch of different people who are going to pl- play the duck, and it starts to really sink in that we, this may not be a hit. But everyone at the studio says, nah, we're good. Mm-hmm. Go with this. It's going to be huge. The movie ends up grossing $16 and a quarter million dollars U.S. Oh, yeah. It does reach $37 million. Period, domestic <laughs> like domestic like when when you when you factor in international, uh, making it a certifiable bomb. Yep, an absolute bomb. So, the good news is that this bomb inadvertently creates one of the greatest things that's happened to cinema in the last twenty five years. I'll expound. At the time of the release, George Lucas has just built his $50 million Skywalker Ranch, hoping that Howard the Duck earns the money to get him back into the black and green, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that way he won't have to, it'll recoup the cost of this $50 million Skywalker Ranch that he's built. Uh, it does not. <laughs> so he begins to sell properties that, that he owns either patents to or stuff that he has. Well, he gets really lucky. And his friend Steve Jobs, I think we all know who Steve Jobs is. Yep, Jobs yep. is Steve Jobs offers to buy uh, Lucasfilm's new CGI animation division. Mm-hmm. He says, "You know what? I'll buy it from you, and I'll pay more than you're selling it, so that way you make a deal out of it, and I'll do you a solid." Steve Jobs then takes that and turns it into the studios we now know as Pixar, Pixar. Studios. So without Howard the Duck, we have no Pixar. No Pixar. And as we all know, Pixar has become one of the most profitable and famous studios of the last 25 years. Oh, absolutely, say. yeah. And it's definitely a linchpin in the whole Disney Disney uh, empire. Yep. DVD commentary gets released. George Lucas says, uh, uh, in, in 20 years, people are going to look back and they're going to call this a masterpiece. Well, 2012 comes and goes. Yeah. And people are still not calling this a masterpiece. It's actually considered one of the worst movies of all time. Oh, yeah. 
It also, it also got. I'm sorry. I was oh, yeah. It got nominated for the Razzies. Seven Razzies. Yeah, yeah, and, and it won a couple, didn't it? It won four out of seven. <laughs> it was nominated for worst director, worst Ooh. original song, oh. worst supporting actor, Ouch. worst new star, which they described as seven people in a duck costume, <laughs> worst visual effects, worst screenplay, mm. and worst picture. Oof. It's been tied one time. Seven Razzies. Mm. That other picture was. Under the Cherry Moon by oh, Prince. Prince. The bottle of the purple rain, Ooh. which is really bad. And I'm a Prince fanatic. You better not let Amber hear this. I she know. loves Prince. Well, listen, I love Prince. <laughs> so um, it wins uh, Best Supporting Act. I'm sorry, Best New Star, mm-hmm. Best Visual Effects, Worst Screenplay, and Worst Picture, if you will. Mm-hmm. So it wins It wins the last four. It, it sweeps it. It swiffers the nation. So... Notable quotes. That's it. No more Mr. Nice Duck. <sighs> no one laughs at a master of quack foo. Mm. And of course, the beautiful desperate ducks commit desperate acts. So, what are your thoughts? Do you, do, do you remember watching Howard the Duck? I do. I, I, so, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, seeing Howard the Duck, it's, it's like one of those, like, you see movies you thought were kind of interesting, and then as you become an adult and you look back on them, and you're like, "Wow, what were you thinking, kid?" Oh yeah. Like I, so I, you know, I remember, I remember liking Howard Duck. In fact, it, it was, to be honest, it was, it was my first like I saw duck movies, and that's you did, I did, every kid did, because it was the talk of our neighborhood. We would ride our bicycles, and like, dude, did, did. Do you see what I, yeah. Did you see the duck boobs in the tub? The, you saw the duck boobs in the tub and stuff. I mean, that's what it was. It was a, it was a, it was a very kiddish, well, that part's not kiddish, but it was a very kiddishly, horribly bad movie and stuff. And when I got a little bit older, I wasn't even an adult. I just got a little bit older. You know, it was probably around high school when I revisited the Howard deducting. And I'm like, oh, wow, man, do our tastes change. Wow. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's going from eating, you know, sugary pop rocks to a steak. I, <laughs> I, my palate has developed a taste for steak. I don't want to eat pop rocks for my dinner <laughs> anymore. And so Howard the Duck was pop rocks and boy, was it, it's, it was sh- sugary. It, it's the best I can say. It, it has developed a bit of a cult following. It has. In, in the way that a lot of, in, in, you have to understand I am a connoisseur of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first podcasts I was ever on was a, was a podcast that, that reviewed movies that were so bad that they turned around and became good just by how awful they were. <laughs> Howard the Duck was definitely one of those. Watching it as an adult, it is super awkward. I watched it about three years ago. And there's some awful sexual tension in it mm-hmm. between Leah Thompson oh, and Howard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, really weird. Yep. Um, they did do a ver- they, It was televised. And they added extra bubbles in effect to cover up the duck breasts, mm-hmm. just so you know. Um, it's 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 really bad, and it, it's not just that it's it's really bad as in like wow, I can't believe they okayed this, but the special effects are oh ghastly, Ooh, yeah. like just some of the worst you've ever seen. That Howard's dark overlord monster. Yeah, Howard's an awful like hero side. I mean, he's just this like wisecracking. Duck, mm-hmm. and he's just—it's—it's—it's—it's unducking believable, really. And uh, yeah, yeah, sense of that. So, it's a mallard masterpiece. No, it's uh, maybe want to eat oh. duck. Let me tell you. So, yeah, I, I, it's, I, I, was it's se- I was two seconds too late with the with the. I was going to say beak, not bleat. Nice, nice. <laughs> I just missed it. But but yeah, so Howard the Duck, you can find it on Amazon. I think you can find a, a copy of the either the VHS tape, which is going to cost you a little bit. But I think the DVD was like eight ninety nine. You can still pick it up if you want, if you really want to watch it. It still comes on every now and then on either like Showtime or, or Cinemax or HBO. It's it's still it's still played. It still somehow uh, makes some money. But in in terms of uh, of the Marvel universe, he did of course make an appearance uh, yep. later on. And we did see a Howard the Duck, which we thought would lead to a another Howard the Duck movie. Thankfully, that's been axed. 
because we really don't want to go down that well again. No, I, I think they did a good job just just bringing the cameo back. That's like, fine. I was good with that. Like, you know, seeing them in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, oh, there's Howard the Howard Duck. The Duck. Oh, How cool. weird is this? And move back on. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, we're, on. and we're done. Yeah. So, uh, Howard the Duck, you can find it. You can find just about anywhere mm-hmm. that you want. I'm sure. You, I'm sure there's a copy of it somewhere on YouTube. If you wanna, if you wanna find it, you wanna put yourself through it. Uh, you can play some nice uh, drinking games. Mm-hmm. Every time there's some weird sexual tension, take a shot. Yeah. Um, anytime there's a clever play on words using duck analogies, mm-hmm. take a shot. Uh, so it's it's if you wanna gather a group of friends together and watch it. You know what? If you're in the area and you wanna do a viewing party. I'll come watch Howard the Duck with you right there. I'll tell you right now, I'll come watch it. We'll, we'll make some popcorn and we'll get some non-alcoholic daiquiris. And uh, yeah. Have a good old, good old, good old time. Good old because uh, Howard the Duck is without a doubt one of the worst movies of all time and worth every Razzie that it was given. Absolutely. And I, I did hear a rumor that if, if you are able to find a, a working phone booth, you'll find a copy of Howard the Duck in there somewhere. That, that's just a rumor. I <laughs> can't it. confirm that. He heard something. If, yeah, if you find a that. working phone booth, there might be a copy of Howard the Duck in there. So, so yeah, so Howard the Duck. And that's that's Journey Through the Not-So-MCU. Uh, I, I, I was digging, and man, there are so many more movies we can go oh, through. Oh, there's a ton. I'm going to try and get them oh. to you earlier so you have Perfect. a little bit more time to Perfect. get it. But, I, I mean, not only can we go through the original X-Men from from that but i mean we've got the the, the we've got the the hulk and we've got the 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 angly hulk which was just terrible yeah um so yeah so There's, this is one of my new favorite segments that we're doing i love it uh i love oh, digging through old oh movies. absolutely absolutely let's dig through them all and stuff and i mean i would say even I mean, dark. I would add dark world dark. to this. And you know what? We can certainly. I mean, that's a Marvel property. So. It is. It is. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah. So well, it's a recent one, but you know, yeah. that's yeah. But there's some way back ones we can. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 We can work up to that. So. Yeah. We, we've we've got a lot of digging to do before if, we can even. Yeah. To dark if, world. if we start talking about dark world, we we went through the whole resume. So <laughs> that's. And uh, that's going to do it for episode six of the Marvel Tribe. We appreciate you guys. Uh, tuning in and, and listen to us or or watching us. Well, we'll bring the battles back next week. Uh, I didn't have anybody really offer one. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, post. I mean, if you want to see us uh, battle, you know, it, anyone, give I us mean, give us something to talk about. You yeah, know? Hey, we we'll, we may even venture off in all of Disney property and stuff. You want yeah. to see guess on you know versus Namor or something? I mean, <laughs> no, don't don't don't. Do that, that. That's gonna but, be very one sided. Yeah, that, that, that is and stuff. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just yeah, po- post on our on we our Instagram, our Facebook groups, um, uh, social media. So I mean, just yeah, there's social media everywhere. So yep. in, anything you do to help support us, we appreciate it. Yep, yep. We have our Patreon. Uh, I think yes, still yeah, you can uh, support us on, uh, on on our website. You can find us through the through the Dizinsider yep. dot com. We are getting the decast com back up yes, since we are we an are. affiliate of the of, of the decast and an offshoot of it so uh tune in tomorrow and we we go live with the decast and don't forget the extra and of course the insiders and then uh later on we'll have the the, the rogue, knights of the knights of the republic. republic but stay tuned stay tuned for tomorrow because i'm gonna drop a special little 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 how would you say this um Amazing phase four surprise. Ooh. You guys will absolutely dig. And it's something you guys can actually get in on if you love going to the movies. So awesome. stay, yeah, so stay, watch the decast, um, which would come out. We'll, sh- we'll shoot it tomorrow. It comes out the next day. Thursday. But we will have a really big announcement. And yeah, you guys want to want to stay tuned for that. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much again. And uh, don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. Yes. Oh, with, yes. with a star rating. Um, five stars preferred. Five stars is five. preferred. But Feed if you don't think six. we're worth five Feed stars, six. if you think we need to work on something, let us know. What, what do you like? What do you think we could do differently? What kind of, what do you want to see on the show? What battles do you want us to do? Is there a character you want us to dive a little bit deeper into the history of? Absolutely. So, so like, do, do you think that do you think that Big Papa Disney's love for Scarlet Witch rivals the love of his wife? I'm gonna say no, 
I'm uh, gonna say I'm, no. I'm gonna say. I mean, we'll say. Mm. You, you love you love you some Scarlet Witch, though. Good for you, man. Okay. That is the correct answer. And she was listening. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sound you heard was her slamming the doors <laughs> and locking it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is our first episode here from the uh, from the D cave, if you will. Yes. So we we thank you again, and I am the big Bayou, and that is the Blurred Hulk. And we want to thank you for listening to the Marvel Chat. Marvel Chat. There it is. Oh, wait. There, you you there, had it. There it is. Like, I heard it in my ears. Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. What? That's it. Yeah. I mean, what was the time? Really? Did, did that- you are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.